Notes of History, the podcast that's completely happy with other podcasts being busy death. <laughs> with you as always are myself, Tim Felpott, and the man at the centre of this particular horseshoe conference table, Daniel Nesbitt. Thank you, Tim. I shouldn't be so childish in my humour. Yeah, just, I, just, to, just to clarify with <laughs> listeners, there's a, there's a, um, we're going to be talking about the um, second half of the Congress, the, well, the Berlin Congress, West Africa edition, um, and there's a particularly amusing cartoon of Bismarck with a with a pipe and on top of a massive globe, uh, looking very contented, and then at the bottom, uh, a bunch of other you know, European powers messing around, and it just says, Bismarck is happy with other nations being happy down there, <laughs> which just, I don't know, in the modern context, I don't know, it just doesn't seem to... Uh, I think uh, well, that's going to be on yeah. the show notes kind of page, isn't it? So yeah, you can, so we'll check it out there. chuckle to themselves about yeah. that. But anyway... Innuendos that are inherent um, in that. Indeed, indeed. Illustration for the illustration. Um, but, 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 it does, but it does kind of sum up uh, Germany's attitude towards the Scramble for Africa. And yeah, we'll it does. We'll go on to that yeah. later in the episode. Yeah, and yeah, for obviously, for those of you who haven't come across the first part of this... Yeah. Double head, double header, uh, kind of just <laughs> stop there and uh, and wind back to part one, Berlin Conference, which obviously we're discussing Africa, Europe, kind of taking over Africa and mandating exactly what's going to happen uh, on the African continent, um, as we kind of heard in the last episode. Um, before the Berlin Conference, it's all kind of like um, the Europeans are all around the edges of Africa. Yeah, no one had really gone in force yes. in like a sustained way into the interior because basically they all got sick, died, yeah. and didn't really know what was in there. But um, and, and, as, and as I think you said, it wasn't really the reward. Like they didn't really have any use yeah. for any of risk to reward ratio. Was, yeah, it was, was really low, really low, or high. I don't know, whatever it is, and um, yeah. or not very good. And mm. um, uh, and also, I think um, uh, they didn't have the sort of military might mm. that a small force could overcome. Um, you know, numerically superior African force that would would allow them to conquer it either. I think yeah. in some cases. Yeah. But, um, and yeah. yeah. This is where it all kind of, as we said, covered in the last episode, it all kind of starts changing, doesn't it? Towards yes. the end of the eighteen hundreds. Yes. As you have people like Leopold II with his nefarious acquisition of the land around the Congo. Yes. Um, and obviously, we talked also about the other case study was Britain and France's kind of, of Egypt. Yeah, seizure of Egypt. Suez Canal. Yep. And so, and kind of like as we mentioned, all these like bits and pieces of. Of, you know, countries, European countries running into each other in Africa yeah. and grabbing bits and bobs kind of led to a lot of discontent and yes. worry in Europe and like, it could spark off a war somewhere yeah, yeah. on the periphery. Well, we, you, could... you, can understand, you can understand where they're coming from because you know, it only takes one sort of um, one, one European country to go blundering into another's territory and then mm. say, yes, this is mine and it's also, uh, you know, and then the other side to say also, this is this also is mine. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, how do we solve this? Well, um, well, yeah, well, we could fight, A, or B, we could have a congress at Bismarck's house, yeah, which is, as, as by this stage, is kind of like the normal... De facto for resolving yeah. European exactly. issues. Um, so maybe we should step into the conference room right now. Yes, um, yeah, as we covered last episode, uh, Bismarck effectively invited 14 countries round to his house. Yeah, um, literally trapped them in there for four months or so. Yeah, uh, November eighteen eighty four. <laughs> November eighteen eighty four to February eighteen eighty five. Right, yeah. was then the Congress kind of happened because I think they kept having to go back, like shuttle yeah. back to their own various countries to you know Spread fill everyone in and stuff like that. Well, but I've noticed as well um, that, that, for instance, whereas we in the first Berlin conference or Congress, or whatever the mm. uh, for the Balkans one. We had some quite senior people there. Yeah. Whereas this one is like, I don't recognise any of the names except for this one. Yeah, this is a really interesting bit, I think. I came yeah. across in one of my with the books I was reading. Um, reading, I've read the relevant pages, not the whole yeah. book, because it's massive. Um, and reading? Yeah, reading, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it, it's, it's got, um, basically the author, Thomas Pakenham. Yes. Pakenham. Uh, the Scramble for Africa, it's yeah. called. And he made the point this is this a... Is, this is the one that the library refused to give me. Really? I got my library no, gave not, it to not, me. Not refused, but uh, that might be... Well, we're okay. different libraries, so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But, like, you know, I've, I've been waiting for about a month for this oh, really? book. I don't know it's why book. Yeah. I almost bought it with me, actually, a bit massive, so I didn't want to okay. lug it. Um, so, um, but, yeah, and um, basically he made the point that this is a, a conference, not a congress. So, kind of, ah, like, it's, like, okay. one, almost, like, one stage below. So, it's almost, as you yes. pointed out, this is literally the B team, almost. Yeah, it's actually really the C team. Yeah. Um, and well, well, I think we call it the B team because Bismarck's there. I know, but I think he raises the game. He raises the yeah, he raises the game. Sorry, I'm just being. No, but I think that I think this is potentially the way he wanted it because he's the only like A-lister there. Right. And the rest are all literally the local ambassadors yes. of the countries. Yeah, yeah. Um, plus kind of delegates who've been invited in, like Stanley, as you said Stanley before. Yeah. Um, 
And so, yeah, sorry, it Henry is. Henry Morton and Stanley. It is. Yeah, Henry Morton and Stanley. It's a different one. <laughs> 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 I don't know where I got from. <laughs> but yeah, so I think it is interesting, as you said, that to be able to trace from like the big congresses, it started off with like uh, 1815 Congress of Vienna, which is like literally the dream team of Congress attendees. Yeah. You've got Wellington there for the British. Metternich. Tsar Alexander. Yeah, Metternich for the Austrians. Tsar Alexander himself comes to the Russians. Yes. Um, and then you get on to Congress of Vienna. Uh, sorry, Congress of um, Berlin. Yeah. Yeah, still got, you've, got, you've got Disraeli there. You've got Bismarck, obviously. Yeah. The Russians send a couple of princes, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Still quite high, high level. And yeah. then, as you said here, when we get here, potentially it reflects the fact that you know, they do see Africa as a lesser, yeah. although there's resources there, they're not, it's not like Europe. Yeah. It's kind of like yeah. literally across the water. You know, yeah, it's not yeah, the yeah. Big, yeah. big ticket. We'll send I, think, I think also there's an interesting thing I was reading about Gladstone, who's mm. PM at this point, is that he wasn't, he was sort of almost like quite arm's length about the whole thing. Mm. Although he's a liberal and he's obviously anti-imperialist, and like free trade and all this kind of stuff, it doesn't seem to care. It's yeah, yeah. It's, it's a recurring maybe, thing. Maybe it's this anti-slavery thing. Maybe yeah. he was like sort of seduced by the it, idea that it might be a humanitarian thing. There seems to be a thing with Gladstone, isn't it? Because it wasn't it when General Gordon got like surrounded and cut off in yeah. Khartoum, wasn't it? They everyone blamed Gladstone because he didn't send people quick enough to yeah, potentially to bail him to help him. To bail him out, yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, so maybe it's like a continuous thing with Gladstone, yeah, maybe, like just yeah. being slow to react to African affairs, maybe yeah. because of the. Or maybe because he doesn't want to be seen as the imperialist, you yeah. say. Um, I mean, I know in Suez it was like most of that operation was either A, members of his cabinet just working mm. like, in the dark without yeah. him, and B, uh, you know, actions on the ground by yeah. buccaneering, yeah, uh, swashbuckling military officers. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah it's interesting. Uh, He's obviously not here, so yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think, yeah, I think it was basically, you have, yeah, that's the, the one big point one to point out that, you know, this is. Kind of like their executive level rather than yeah. um, than sort of <laughs> the, the president. Yeah, yeah. president. So they're yeah. kind of people who are there to, you know, they've been given the instructions on what the country wants. They're not there to kind of negotiate the country's yeah. you know in its own right. Yeah. Um, and the other thing to point out, obviously, where we had in the first Congress of Berlin about the Balkans, you had the Balkan states there, and they kind of advice in to put their bits, and then they were told literally what was going to happen. Yeah. In here, obviously. No one who actually lives there in the country yeah. being discussed yeah. is actually invited or even thought about. Is but I think I think that sort of sums up how they eventually. I mean, well, yeah, we'll go into it, but, yeah. but it kind of sums it up, really. It does sum, yeah, completely sums it up because it's, again, it's like another step down from yeah. the previous Congress. I mean, yeah, you know, the people who lived in the Balkans were at least invited. They weren't. Yeah. They didn't really have any say in what happened, but they yeah. were at least there. In Africa, they're not even there. Yeah, they're not yeah, even thought yeah. about. It's all about. Well, we'll see if we go into the motors bit. It's all about yeah. Europeans in Africa. It's not about. Africans, yeah, but um, but yeah. So I mean, I think the other interesting thing to point out is obviously on the list. If you glance down them, you've got people like Austria, Hungary, Denmark, um, Netherlands, sort of Sweden, Norway, Sweden, Norway, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, they all kind of like you think, why are they there? The a conference, of Sweden. yeah. Uh, kind of like why are they there? There's a congress about Africa. They don't have any territory there. Yeah. And one book I was reading kind of pointed out that you know they were they were brought in by Bismarck to give an international flavour so when you bind the people together yeah. they've all they think it's hard for them to break because they've got those peers yeah, like they've all signed up to it yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think on one hand it's that but also there's which is part of that is it's sort of almost like a bargaining chip do you know what I mean it's yeah. like oh we're there and uh, we're another person we've got to convince so to speak or, yeah, or, yeah. And, and if you're neutral then, then you still you're still it's not like you don't have a stake because you sort of you're sort of you're, you're someone without a stake do you know what I mean mm. and that, that so you can't really be neutral. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. Like not being, not not having a stake a doesn't mean you're neutral. Yeah. It means that you do actually could still potentially have an interest in others not having a yeah whatever interest in fair play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or at least not, not upsetting the balance. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really yeah, explain that very well, but I think that sort of also sums up how Germany approaches it in the sense that they're sort of what well, we're going to in a minute, mm-hmm. but you know they're worried that other people's stakes are getting too big. Yeah, I think. To, well done. Well, that kind of leads quite well into the into the motives and what people are looking for from the Congress. Yeah. I think so. I think when you look at each country going into it, especially the big colonial powers like Britain yeah. and France, they go into it with quite seemingly quite a lot of trepidation. Yeah. So Britain, obviously, by this time we know, if you look at the map of the British Empire, it's quite vast. Mm. And even at this time, it, in Africa, it's got quite a lot of territory, both mm. under its direct control, like areas around the Cape, yeah. but also more importantly for the Congress conference and more importantly for Britain going into it was this kind of secondary indirectly ruled empire that it yeah. seemed to have which was empires that it kind of like local rules that it lent on and they paid tribute yeah. to Britain they could Britain could get stuff off them without yeah. having to actually actively rule yeah. in the, in no, the area propped up. yeah kind of propped up in that proxy governments and kind yeah. of you yeah. know puppets a, a bit like I mean uh, 
I was gonna say the Shah in in a in a in a, in a yeah um, kind sort, of yeah sort of revolution, but yeah and like in the anyway like they were either on that scale of being yeah. sympathetic to all the way to kind of directly just like kept there by the British troops yeah, kind yeah, of thing yeah, yeah. so and it was like again not notionally British territory but territory that had a yeah. Britain had a vested interest in it Britain was very concerned about you know what was going to happen to this territory yeah. in the conference was it going to be taken off them yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Was bit, and one of the, the times interestingly uh, they had a correspondent that kind of posited the view that Bismarck was about to kind of drive a wedge through the Anglo-French alliance um, yeah. which is already under strain because of Egypt as we yeah. put down there last yeah, yeah. time they were all a bit at each other's throats by Egypt and not. Yeah. Um, it's not really surprising. I mean, France yeah. basically commissioned an entire canal to be gone yeah. through the country, which took about 10 years. And yeah, and Yeah, exactly. And so they, the British were concerned that Bismarck was going to basically disrupt the informal empire and like hand chunks of it to France and maybe carve off a few slices of Germany as well. Yeah. And then you know block Britain from these like nice nuggets that they had. Yeah. And then equally draw France more into its orbit and yeah. create a more of content alliance there. Right. So that was kind of like Britain's um, big concern, I think, going into it. I think one of its yeah. motives was to, on one hand, keep what it had, yeah. but also on the other hand, block France from areas like the Congo, yeah. um, you know, getting too much influence there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And equally, where it could put in free trade agreements yeah. um, around like the Congo area so that their trade could get in without being tariffed yeah. and stuff. Is, 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 it, is it also not a case that, I mean, in, in some, one of the central sort of themes of the conference was the, um, well, the, the principle of effective occupation, yeah. which uh, basically Britain and Germany and France had different ideas about what it actually mm. meant, mainly that what they were doing was the right way and what everyone else was doing was the wrong way. Yeah. Um, and obviously Britain wanted to, because Britain was usually quite loose sort of slightly loose as you say it had a series of sort of puppet sort of mm. uh, leaders and uh, um, whatever but also some direct rule areas uh, some uh, you know some of the powers are more keen that that should not be considered yeah I think to claim I think it, it kind of I think in some ways definitely shows the different that kind of approach shows yeah. the differences doesn't it because obviously I think maybe it shows because Britain has less of a population than a lot of other countries potentially they have less people to actually send out to directly govern the land, maybe they don't want the trouble as well. I think, um, um, yeah, I, I think also, yeah, I, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. I, mean, but, I think, they, I think they also they just they just like, it's just not the style. It's just not the style mm. they did it in. Is it? It's kind of it's like, whereas whereas the French and the Germans tend to be quite direct. Mm. Well, the French especially. I remember reading in yeah. my uh, thing about my uni days actually. They um, one of the differences our tutors were always telling us about the, the difference between British and French colonies is exactly that, and that the French yeah. very big on. Um, we uh, we basically rule here. You're French now, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Come yeah, from, it's like uh, a French. France, your history yeah. starts with France. I mean, yeah. the British were all about. Um, effectively, if you had um, your own ethnic group, they were all about because it was all about divide and rule all of the time. They were about recognizing yeah. as many individual groups as they could, yeah, yeah. and then set, like setting one up and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, which it's, they both have their own concerning elements to them. But I think yeah. it kind of shows quite, as you said, there kind yeah. of feeds into that of you know the different styles of colonizing. Yeah, it's interesting because because we've discussed this slightly in the. Uh, the first conference of Berlin, where mm. Bismarck said, "Why don't they use Christians? You know, why don't yeah, the Ottomans yeah. use Christian soldiers?" Um, but but it's but it's interesting, isn't it? Because it's kind of like with Fran with France, they're saying, "Yeah, you're all French." So it's almost like, "Why are you fighting us?" Because we're also French. Mm. You know, we're all French. All it's French. almost like it, it, various sort of various methods of propaganda to make their mm -hmm. their rule more legitimate. Yeah, I think that's exactly yeah. It. yeah. Interesting. And, um, I, I think that's definitely one key element of the of the conference is this idea of who gets what and like how is it decided. Who gets what in that yeah. sense? Yeah. Um, the other one is also trade. I think, for me anyway, and particularly yeah. the one the country that kind of springs to mind here is is France. Um, and again, going back to the Packenham book, he uh, described France as the world's leading protectionist nation at this point because they were very worried about all this free trade business that yeah, Britain yeah, particularly the wanted. Because yeah. I think they wanted their resources for them, kind of yeah, thing, yeah, and no yeah, other traders yeah. coming in yeah. and like grabbing stuff potentially because. You know, British and Germans might be a bit better at it than them. Yeah. Like, you know, well, I think historically, I mean, although they were quite. I mean, although they are probably one of the most powerful nations in Europe, it's not, yeah, they're not, I don't know, there's no really particularly, particularly, yeah, big, yeah, industrially speaking, Germany is sort of, uh, Germany and Britain are sort of... They're like racing away, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Britain obviously had before, but like, even though Germany yeah. to come in from a, Germany's kind of like really keyed into that and yeah, drove, yeah. driven forward. Actually, as we said with the, yeah. when we always talk about Louis uh, Napoleon, yeah. Napoleon uh, and, and the Napoleon yeah, dynasty yeah. they're all about kind of trying to modernise France exactly, like building yeah. more railways and like oh, you need to get going guys yeah, yeah. <laughs> for God's sake yeah. baking bread and make some trade <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah so that's the other thing is like kind of when you look at it it's kind of trade it's, it's who owns what and how yeah, so, yeah. sorry yeah, um, yeah. 
but I think, you know, if you look at Bismarck, yeah. obviously there was this big question over what did he actually want from the conference. He's, yeah. organized, he's called it after the Congo is kind of dissolved into this hate-filled, um, we all want it kind of extravaganza. But well, the, sorry, where? What has? The Congo. Oh, the Congo, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the, it's, it's almost like it's just, it's just kind of this, this area which is just being generally drained of everything that it's got by, mm. um, what's his name? By Leopold. Leopold, it, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, so he's got that. And um, yeah, Bismarck obviously had called the conference speculation over whether what would you want to do do you want to kind of safeguard the german traders in the congo and in africa yeah. did he want to try and grab loads of territory for mm. um germany whilst he was there did he want to humiliate britain yeah. raise up france bring france more into the german orbit yeah. that kind of thing when he stood up to actually That's open open the con yeah. yeah sorry but when he stood up to open the conference he opened it up with saying it's about the three c's as he put it <laughs> which um, is commerce right christianity civilization nice, okay. and so he out outlined three goals that he wanted to get from the con conference right. one is free trade in the Congo uh, when, when they say free trade in the Congo yeah. what does that mean I think that basically means that so within so that, say, that area in the middle so where the Congo it's, is it's better effective because I think obviously the Congo has basically been proven to be have a lot of good stuff in there right right um Everyone then wanted in to get some of it right. whoever owned it had the potential of obviously setting big tariffs up or, or sending like or having very protectionist ideas, only letting their own traders in, potentially yeah. keeping everyone else at arm's length. Yeah, yeah. And whereas, so I think they're very keen to have this fr frictionless borders kind yeah. of thing, of like being able to, <laughs> if you had a trade station in there, if you had yeah. your own representatives there, they could equally have the same chance of getting the least yeah. stuff out into their own markets as possible. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it's probably like a limited way of free trade because they're probably happy to have tariffs everywhere else. Yeah, yeah. But like, if there's a river of resources around. Yeah. yeah. I think it, I thought I thought in general it was yeah 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 that's what sorry. I think yeah, yeah yeah no no you're right you're probably right um, and then yeah so that was point one free trade in the Congo so yeah everyone's trade gets a free yeah you know, as much as possible an equal footing yeah um, the second was free free navigation on the Niger River so yes. kind of yeah. you know you, you, you trade can get in and get the resources but they can either get them out yeah because um, also because the Niger River is kind of like an artery out yes, at the centre yeah, yeah. of, yeah. of Africa it's quite good. For, you, if you have anywhere around the Congo or around the river, you can just take them to the river and sail them out or yeah. steam them out rather than having to lump them out by like a literally checking through the jungle. You can yeah. get them out much quicker and much faster. Yeah. And equally, if it's not free, whoever owns the river can put up, basically yeah. just literally stop other ships coming down and can let their own ships in but not anyone else in. Yeah. So yeah. that would be other, other quite key. And then equally, the third point is, as we've talked on again previously, agreement on the formalities of how you actually colonise people. Yeah. So yeah. And what, what, what should officially be... You're, you know, if you're in charge of this territory, yeah. On what does it look like? On what is, yeah, exactly. Well, what is that? Yeah. And yeah. What what thre what threshold of presence do you need before that is officially recognised yeah. as yours? Or which is you know, which is quite funny because I was reading about how the law, <laughs> the law was basically adapted over time to get to the point where, during this period, it's like, if no Europeans are there, that means that it's free. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a spare game. Yeah, exactly. Perks, which yeah. is kind of. A bit of a distort, you know, a bit of a distort, you know, because it was supposedly from the idea of, you know, if someone's someone's private, you know, if someone's private property is theirs for, for their purpose, blah, 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 but if they're not using it productively or whatever, it's a sort of distortion of that into this kind of, oh, well, you know, <laughs> the, the people who live there now mm. are not are not using it correctly, therefore we need to go in there and, and use it correctly yeah, on their behalf almost, which mm. is quite bizarre, but yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's the key bit really for me is for the Congress, not for me. Yeah, but like for the, con <laughs> the conferences is yeah. he, you know, he, it's all about the how rather than the what. Yeah. So it's it's all about how you actually colonize. It's not about actually carving out territory at this point. Yeah. That's almost it's like how you do it yeah. 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 It's like all right, we all know everyone's going to go and take bits of Africa. Yeah. Here's yeah. how we do it. Kind I, of thing, I, I, like I wonder whether I wonder whether uh, in, in some ways it's almost like they've just decided. It's almost like it's almost like so. It sounds sounds weird, but it's it's like. If you imagine it like. A kind of it's like a business environment. It's almost like a cartel mm. that decides how it's gonna, uh, you know, uh, how it's gonna rinse Runs its customers. Yeah. Basically, yeah, yeah. Well, the way I'm also thinking of it is kind of like you know when you had back in the old days when rugby and stuff was being created. We're already talking about the old days. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. Um, around this time, actually, when rugby, rugby was being created, and obviously, mm. you know, it was none of the rules were formalised until people, yeah. the clubs, got together and like, this is how we're going to play. Yeah. And um, so it's kind of a bit like that. It's like this is the rules we're going to play on and yeah. colonising yeah. kind of thing. And so it's like um, only, only in this case, I think, uh, because you've got such a limited number of players, <laughs> and they've all got big guns. It's a bit. True. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, like yeah. enough for a rugby team. There's only fourteen nations. Indeed. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, yeah. But the, interestingly, there was kind of one bit of territory that was heavily discussed at the Congress yeah. conference. What's wrong with me? Conference. Okay. Bismarck wouldn't be happy with that. Uh, no, Bismarck wouldn't be happy. I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I think our listeners can be able to understand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they'll be confused. Like, oh, they're not sure what they're doing. <laughs> Congress, are you confident? Anyway, um, How senior are these people? <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, there's one big bit of uh, territory that yeah. was kind of up for grabs at this point, and that was the Congo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obviously, in the last episode, we spoke about how Leopold set about Seized it. seizing as much when, when, as possible. So, when you say the Congo, we're yeah. not talking about the Congo Free State, are we? We're talking about well, the Congo, which is like a yeah. massive area. I mean, the event then okay. transforms right, into okay. the Congo Free State. So, it's like oh, millions right, of square okay. miles. So, I mean, it's kind of like... I see. This is all about what is the Congo Free State, that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. And like what... Because originally, I think it was literally just called the Congo. Kingdom of the Congo. And, 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 stuff. and, then, and then Leopold basically revealed that he had done all these deals at yeah. the conference. Yeah, do- yeah, well, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah it, was just, it was just before that, oh, and that's what happened. His representatives. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like, that. that's what all, like, was the, as we said last time, it was yeah. like the driver behind the con- yeah. conference. It's like, oh, oh no, the Belgians have got all this land in there. And then yeah. the French were like, but we wanted this. And, yeah. then, and then the Portuguese were like, but we saw the land, we saw the coastline yeah. first in the 1400s. Yeah. And the British, the, British, the British were like, oh, we can't have the French getting involved. Yeah. So, <laughs> so then the British apparently uh, supported the Portuguese claim to like then along oh, the, to the the mouth of the river right, as long yeah, as the yeah. Portuguese said it'd yes, be a free trade yeah, yeah. area, and then everyone's like no. Um, so yeah. yeah, this is what kind of motivated the has yeah, yeah. forward. Here we go to the conference yes. itself. Yeah, yeah, French wanted bits of the Congo. Portuguese yeah. wanted the bits of the Congo. British wanted free trade. Yeah, Bismarck was kind of on board in terms of he just wanted the Germans to have free trade. Yeah, and whoever in many ways whichever side would guarantee that yeah. he'd back. Well, as we um, said, he's he's okay with nations. Being busy down there. Yes. Down, <laughs> so down gone, there yeah. in the Congo. Um, and yeah, he. there's a really fascinating bit in the Pakenham book. There's a good sort of section on the back and forth between Leopold and Bismarck and how they kind of hashed out right. the, you know, the backing yeah. that Bismarck eventually gave to Leopold. And yeah. It was all about, you know, trying to make sure German traders had access to yeah. what was coming out. Because yeah, obviously yeah. I think Bismarck was, in realist terms, he knew Germany wasn't going to get into it and actually get yeah. the land, but he could like secure as much favourable... In terms of the resources and the rubber and stuff coming out for Germany as he could, yeah, and he, he was. Um, I think he actually he eventually kind of pushed Britain into supporting Leopold by threatening that he would back Egypt, uh, back France over Egypt and wow. something like that. So okay. again, yeah. playing on that kind of British concern about yeah. losing ground to Bismarck and the French alliance that type yeah. of stuff. Yeah. yeah, so that was the one big bit of territory that they actually, even though they, he said they wasn't going to um, talk about territory, the Congo was discussed. Who, yeah, was discussed yeah. who, who would get it? And you know why, kind of thing. Yeah. What, what grounds was discussed heavily, um, and in, interestingly, when he gave that speech at the very start about you know the three C's and this is what it's all about, yeah. it, was, it was treated like a massive anticlimax by <laughs> by the papers because um, they're all expecting this you know this big kind of like, probably like huge sleight of hand move that you know you know, <laughs> like literally one. reveal like a big map of um, Africa and it already been filled in the British have been kicked out of everywhere <laughs> and the French have got loaded but the Germans have got some too and it actually turned up so oh, that's not really about territory it's about just the ground rules kind yeah, of. yeah 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 and then they yeah and then they spent well, I think to, to a certain extent Germany was actually pretty weak in this scenario because well yeah, first they, were, of all, they were late to the game yeah they were late yeah. to the game first of all they were late to the game secondly they didn't have a navy and thirdly yeah. Bismarck yeah, as we said Bismarck's not actually I think Bismarck basically sees it as a kind of because it's, they're still cooling down after well, mm. 15 years after 1871 uh, well 14 years but um um there is a there is a danger in as we, so so it, it for instance in in Italy it, when 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 France seized Tunisia Tunisia, um, Italy was pretty pissed off because they were like well, this is this was clearly ours, <laughs> ran crying to Germany and Austria and joined their triple alliance as I said off air, uh, sort of, and then that sort of basically draws Bismarck in to potentially mm. a confrontation with France. Um, so in some ways, it's almost like he he doesn't really want the empire because it will actually just end up in a war. Mm. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, I think it's an interesting. Word. I think he knows the value of having an empire in terms of burnishing the credentials, credentials of a country yeah. and yeah, saying yeah. we're now a top table power officially, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I think he also kind of, as he said, he knows the risks of it as well. Yeah. So he's not going to be like charging in and disrupting anything for the sake of it, or yeah. just to have the idea. It's the thing you can get. He's you know he, he's all about the resources. Uh, and the yeah. sort of prestige of having it, yeah, but yeah. not at the expense of actually disrupting the balance of power and the balance yeah. of relations, really, in Europe, I think. Yeah. Um, and, and it's kind of like, again, it's kind of like, 
as we said before, it's kind of like the the lesser of the three big of the big conferences or like the yeah. end of the big conference because you have like as you said, Treaty of Vienna is like the big one. All the stuff, interesting stuff happening around all the big personalities. Berlin, equally, it's interesting. There's some stuff going on, but yeah. you know, newspaper people aren't too happy because there's no massive characters there. Yeah. Apart from Bismarck and Israeli. And then when you get to this one, it feels just so much more bureaucratic than the rest yeah. of them. There's yeah, no, yeah. you know, huge scandals about people seeing to the mistresses and stuff or having the best looking mistress like there was in Vienna. Yeah. yeah. And you know, <laughs> there's not even Israeli walking, taking a daily walk to the, the yeah. conference centre. To get uh, the press. Yeah. Again, yeah again, exactly. Yeah. It's just a, it's a four month. Formant kind of locked into the room yeah. and scuttling back and forth Pen to various capitals. Yeah, session. various capitals hashing out. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it was so boring last time that they just decided not to go this time. Most of the <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think I yeah potentially so. Oh, I can't stand. Well, that. I mean, it's not it's not necessarily. It's, but but it, I think it has quite a significant. Imp- well, well, we'll go on to whether we think yeah. it has significant implications because it's not like once they set the rules. Uh, everyone just it just kicks off, doesn't it? Everyone mm. just seizes everything. Yeah. But it's almost like before that, scramble. everyone's being exactly everyone's being a little bit careful because they mm. know that the rules aren't necessarily clear potentially. So maybe yeah. this was bad. Well, I think it probably you know it would have happened anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah. But but, 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 but maybe would, without the same certainty from the players, yeah. which would have been worse, I think. Yeah. Because they've been uncertain. Yeah. Yeah. They would but, have but, well, 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 well. I think potentially. Well, yeah. But then so, that might have prevented Africa becoming so. Dominated. I don't, know. I don't think yes. so. I think so you know, it's, it's one of those things like when you get yeah. the, when you get like the as a group of countries as acquisitive of these the European ones. And they yes, just, they get what they want. They're going to get eventually, aren't they? I mean, I guess so. so. Well, unless the others, the other ones, kick off about it, which is, which yeah. is obviously what Bismarck is trying to prevent. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, anyway, should we? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's the motives. You know, you coming into it. Basically, the big thing is all about the Congress at the conference. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> good lord, Matt. Uh, it's all about. Guaranteeing free trade in the Congo, understanding what the Congo actually is and who owns it, yeah. making sure that people's traders can get in and out along yeah. the river, yeah. and putting this framework for actually colonising the rest of the continent down yeah. together, yeah. so that there's no big European war over it. Yeah. Um, do we do we know what the uh, what the eventual what the eventual decision on this? Uh, yeah, basically the the principal effect of occupation was. Yeah, do you want to go for it? I think it's one uh, yeah. kind of that you've, you've quite enjoyed. Well, it's, doing, isn't it? it's yeah. not. <laughs> no, not in a bad way. It's like no, 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 yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, your interest, so it, I'm not going to... It, it, it is, it's, it's almost like they have all, they've all done it in different ways. And it's like, yeah. well, um, essentially the, the sort of... Um, Bel- Bel- well, the thing is, Bel- Belgium tried to put forward the, the, the idea that you, you essentially had to have... So this just a, this is the, the basically governing what your colony yeah, is, exactly. isn't it? The rule, this, this is, if you say it's a colony... Is what the criteria has to meet, isn't that principle? Yeah, yeah, and, and up to you know the border of your colony. What, what, at what point is your power? You know, your, the border of your power, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, there was a, a Belgian a Belgian amendment that said it, that the, the 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 occupying power had to have um, the power to cause peace to be administered in the area. <laughs> so like basically like policing mm-hmm. some of those powers over the area, which. Which Britain doesn't doesn't really necessarily have in almost all of its like all of its colonies. Yeah, because it's um, because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a step quite, back from them. Exactly, and yeah. it's quite expensive. It's quite expensive, mm-hmm. which is obviously why why Britain just didn't do it. Yeah. Um. But it but it's obviously good for the Belgians because that's literally the only thing the Belgians got, and it's got <laughs> iron grip on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's got an iron grip on it. Exactly. Um. But that was completely thrown out because the British and the French were just not having any of it, and we ended up with the um, essentially the. The a compromise between the German and the British views, which was that as long as you had some kind of base on the coast, you could basically go expand indefinitely into the interior, which is like probably the worst scenario <laughs> possibly anyone could ever come up with. Which obviously means that in the interior, you these lines going to different exactly, exactly. You ended up with these sort of cross-hatched kind mm. of um, supposedly trade routes, mm-hmm. <laughs> civilizing Christian trade routes that go through Africa. Um, uh, and then yeah. eventually end up with two powers meeting head to head but yeah uh, so so that was the mm-hmm. that's the end of the PEO section shall, shall we go on to kind of like as well as the, the PEO um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I keep almost saying PLO the pr- which the is pr- something completely different yeah it is but, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah um, 
Should we talk about the other results of the Congress? Yes, we the should. Conference. We should, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> leaving it. Um, yeah, as we'll just call it the meeting. The meeting, now. yeah. The, um, yeah. And so, yeah, as you probably have realised by now, and because of history, uh, Leopold II was granted the Congo Free State, which is a deeply ironic name, yeah. um, under his literal private ownership of the, the, the What's interesting about this entire de- uh, discussion seems to be everything that is one thing... Or called one thing. Yeah, the it's actually the opposite yeah, yeah, yeah. of what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And even under the the fact that the um, the free state was granted to the Congo society, not to Leopold, but then it turns out Leopold is literally about the only shareholder. Yeah, so he it is was, the Congo. Yeah, society. he is. Yeah, basically, just a massive shell group. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, Which was done for so, the way that it was described. By the way, when I was reading it, it's just mm-hmm. so. Like it was said, like it's just such a devious kind of. Yeah, the um, whole thing is so devious that he's yeah. like he sets up these all like these fake kind of humanitarian yeah, groups. Yeah, charities. And yeah, and then all these like front businesses yeah, and stuff, yeah. and they're all just him. Yeah. It's like the yeah. Anyway. Who is this guy? But yeah, go on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you've got that Congo. King of the Belgians. Yeah, yeah, yeah the King of the Belgians is, is now. <laughs> king. What was it, Nigel Farage said? I can't remember. Let's not repeat. Yeah, let's not let's not Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Congo Free State given to Leopold II. Um, all the powers were given free trade um, across the Congo River Basin um, and that area around right. there. Yeah. Um, Niger and Congo Rivers, free transit for ships. Yeah. So, so we're going back to freedom of trade, freedom of navigation. Um, there was an international ban against the slave trade put in place. Yeah. Um, this is Obviously, you might be like, what? You mean the, but the slave trade was killed off in the 1830s, surely? Mm-hmm. Well, this, before that, in fact. But this is actually obviously targeted at the East African slave trade as much. Mm. Which I think is quite interesting topic that people kind of forget about. Yeah, it's a huge trade in slaves going from East Africa into the Middle East, into yeah. the into Asia, and that type of area, taken off by many Muslim states. This yeah. doesn't get as much coverage, I think, as, yeah, the, yeah, as the Western slave trade. Which obviously, deserves to get coverage, but I think the Eastern one is yeah. as is as interesting, and yeah. the way it's cut down again by the Royal Navy yeah. a lot of times um, is as interesting as well. And, and um, obviously, the, the slight the slight. Um, you know, grit in the lens, should we yeah, say, yeah. in this case, is that it's used as justification for just grabbing an onslaught of uh, other imperial. Uh, yeah, well, that was, that was the key thing. Large, yes. any, but any, yeah. yeah. But yeah, either way, there was that which you could call was a kind of humanitarian move. No. Like about as close as you get to one of this type of conference. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so uh, there was also basically you had to, if you grabbed a bit of territory, you had to inform everyone else that you were doing it. Yeah, yeah. Aware. Yeah. Um, I say principal effectiveness was in there. Um, this, is what, this is what I mean about earlier when we were saying about how before everyone could just everyone was sort of moving want. slightly randomly through. It was almost like so all the powers are sort of uh, all in a dark room, or no, they all had blindfolds mm-hmm. on, and they're all just trying to get Ramps a stuff. piece of a cake which is in the yeah. middle, and they've all got knives, so they've all got to move really carefully. Yeah. Those might stab each other, but now it's like they all have to shout when they're moving, <laughs> so now everyone knows yeah. exactly where exactly everyone is. Cool. That's a good way of doing. Uh, the other thing, <laughs> uh, no, that's a good way of visualizing it. Right? But um, yeah, the other interesting point is this is actually the first term, the first use of the term spheres of influence apparently oh, yes, in yeah. international politics. We're not entirely sure if that's a verifiable claim or not, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but apparently it was the first time because obviously you're talking about where's Britain's influence, where's France's influence. Yeah, yeah. And there you go. That's where it first came from. Now we hear about it unendingly Almost nowadays daily. here. Um, and, but the upshot, upshot of it was as we alluded to throughout both these episodes and that fact it basically just kicked off an orgy of land grabbing yeah. um, and to the point where by the late 1890s there were only four independent states yes. in Africa Liberia, Abyssinia and the Transvaal and the Orange Free State um, and of course Wakanda if you yeah. if you want to add that one in indeed um, but no one really knew that was you there you, you think you didn't believe it? Well, no one knew it was there at that point oh, yeah. just had the force field yeah. shield around it yeah, and yeah, hadn't revealed itself to the rest of the Oh no, they do know it's there, they just think it's really poor, so they didn't go near yeah, it. Yeah, so they didn't go near it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, That's, that makes sense. As the man at the UN said, it's like, what does a country like Wakanda have to offer the world? <laughs> you did. <laughs> no, no, I remember. I remember. Yeah, good. I remember watching it on television. No, <laughs> as opposed to watching it in the theatre. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Black Panther, the stage play. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so, yeah. so, but, but, but so, so that was the immediate, that's the sort of, that, those are the rules that were put in place, sort of the international, legal, whatever, yeah, recognition of, of these things. Mm-hmm. But it was not the end of the story, is it? As it's basically just the start of it. Is it yeah. <laughs> I mean, as I said, as I, as I, yeah, as I said, I, I think I, think I, you know, I, my, my, my uh, take is that it is sort of like it's almost like they built the tracks, and now all the mm. trains go rushing along them yeah. into the ground. And you can, you, the, you, can yeah. def- you can definitely see that because as he points out quite right, correctly, when you give, when you basically say that people, if you have a, if you have a. 
uh, coastal base then just expand inwards they will just do that so yeah. you know, yeah. obviously the British and probably the most famous one had fixated on the idea of getting a, a Cape de Cairo yes. uh, corridor which they yeah. almost they very nearly which got which is massive yeah, it's like an enormous yeah, amount they were very close to actually getting it yeah. they didn't they almost got it but they didn't quite almost. and yeah. obviously the Portuguese um, and my, oh, I went to say actually my favourite description of a country potentially ever was again in the Passionum book and uh, he described Portugal as half senile and three quarters bankrupt by the, by, the, by the time of the by the time of the um, conference. Um, but Portugal obviously that would explain its slightly lacklustre approach. Yeah, to the, uh, yeah. Um, Portugal obviously, obviously had places on East and West Africa um, down yes. by the south, so yeah, yeah. yeah, sort of Angola and areas, and Mozambique on the other side, and they were like trying to get an East West access. Yeah. Obviously, that's where it kind of ran into trouble with the British because they obviously were both trying to go through yeah. the same territory, and Britain then just told them to like. Get away. I was going to say, I mean, one of them is more powerful than yeah, the other. So. Like manifestly more powerful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and they, yeah, so Britain eventually got its way there, but obviously yeah. they didn't quite make the, the Cape, to Cor- Cape to Cairo link. Yeah. And there was, if you look at France as well, they're West Africa from the kind of north, yeah, across yeah, yeah. the Sahara, yeah. you can still see kind of a big line yes. you know, across there. So again, it kind of shows, as you're you saying, this kind of, once they got the go ahead, really, yeah. there's nothing stopped them. Um, well, it was interesting, really. I mean, what, what, what exactly do they need? A Cape to Cairo corridor four. Well, I think it was kind of just again another route just for, for trade. No, it was probably right. part of it was probably big saying, "Look what we've got." Part yeah. of it, I think, was also linking up all the territories. Exactly, I think that's probably what it'd been like linking up the territories and being able to. Yeah. You could equally like shuttle troops quickly down if you had a big war going somewhere. Yeah, I guess so. You could yeah. bring like if you didn't need to go all the way around. I mean, probably quicker on a ship anyway. But you would have thought. Yeah, um, but equally, it's just another route. I think. I, I can't imagine how much. <laughs> how much money and time it would take to build a railway that went from yeah it'd be, hor- it'd be horrific absolutely yeah. horrific but um but yeah. But yeah so um yeah and equally also as well as all this like just like bulldozing in from the coast yeah you get all these sort of land swaps going on as well mm. um throughout it so there's um it's a bit like Chinatown uh, Chinatown the game the game yeah uh, yeah it's just like it's just like loads of haggling and stuff like that isn't it so yeah. like in the 1890 Britain and France come to uh, an agreement over some land in northwest Africa, yeah. and so um, France gets recognition, gets to own uh, Madagascar, obviously down by the south, Timbuktu and Chad. In um, yeah. in return, Britain gets control of the Emirate of Sokoto, 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 which is in Nigeria currently. Yeah. Um, and the British were quite uh, chuffed with this because Lord Salisbury, who you mentioned in the last in the, in the Berlin Congress episode, yeah. he was first time Prime Minister, said that um, the French had, got, had to be content with what agriculturalists what? eventually would be Prime Minister. Yeah, yeah eventually yeah. would be Prime Minister. Oh, by this time, Prime Minister. Yeah, by this time, Prime Minister. Yeah, yeah, we mentioned he was, yeah. he was Foreign Minister and Foreign Secretary yes. in, in the first Berlin Congress. Yeah. Um, duology. Indeed. And then. And then. Disraeli. Yeah, with Disraeli. Double uh, act with yeah. Disraeli. And then he was became Prime Minister later in the yeah. century. Yeah. Um, and he said the French had to be intent, content in this deal with what agriculturalists would call a very light land. That is to say, the desert of the Sahara. So, <laughs> whilst they got, again, links to the sea with Nigeria and yeah. quite fertile land, yeah. the French got it a desert. Um, that for some reason, apparently, they thought they could turn into something. It's quite um, But it never happened. Yeah, but, but there was a lot of that, though. I think, I think there was quite a lot of. Um... But around the turn of the century, there was sort of like, the, well, one of my favourite examples is actually in, if you watch, this is extremely niche, so feel free to fast forward, but um, in The Man in the High Castle, where the, uh, you know, where the third, the, the, um, the Greater Reich has mm-hmm. spread across the entire uh, world, basically, including into Africa, they have irrigated the Sahara and turned it into a lush, fertile like, uh, really? agricultural <laughs> land, which I assume... Yeah, this is not. It's not even made up. This is like, a, well, it is made up, but but it's you know, this was like the dream basically yeah. of West Western European sort of like um, imperialists from um, from probably about, probably about this time onwards. So yeah. that, maybe that's in there somewhere. I remember somebody telling me a story about it. Um, uh, how the British tried to do it in um, some of their territories as well. Yeah, but, they're just yeah. mad, isn't it? Probably there's... It's pretty zany, pretty zany. Yeah. I mean, you probably could do it. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Just, imagine at this yeah. time, it seems quite grand. I mean, at this time, you probably have to need like, an endless supply of sleeve labour. Yeah, like... and you definitely wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, you know, yeah. Forgive my, uh, forgive my politics, but I don't think the state's going to be able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I also feel like no private company would want to try. Yeah, well, quite. Well, well, exactly. Them. Unless you've got the technology, there's no point yeah. in even bothering. Yeah, it just turned into a massive. Maybe needs a PPI type, a PFI. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe. Pro, yeah. Yeah, that'll be disastrous. <laughs> That's what we bring it back for. <laughs> Irrigating the Sahara. <laughs> well, maybe climate change. Oh, no, that's the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, so, um, yeah, so, I mean, that 
strange aside that we yeah. just <laughs> rather wholly delved into there. Um, but yeah, basically all these all the European countries start cutting deals with each other as well as expanding everywhere. Mm. Germany and Britain cut a deal in 1890 as well, which involved the North Sea Island of Heligoland. Right. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Heligoland. Yeah. It's in, it, 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 described as a crumbling island in the North Sea. The, um, crumbling. German, crumbling. Um, I think it's just, it's just being, like falling into uh, the sea. Yeah, kind of like... Um, right, okay. Uh, eroded. Yeah, um, rather than crumbling like... Uh, civilization. Like Portuguese, like Portuguese economy. Or oh, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Just like <laughs> literally... Just say, like civilization. Civilization. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, and so they, Germany's got that plus Tanzania yeah. in return for Britain being in charge of Uganda, Kenya, and Zanzibar. Right. So it's all these like... like kind of backroom deals like yeah if you support us on this we'll give you yeah, that kind yeah, of thing yeah. and then once you've got an access of two powers yeah no one can else really say no I, think, I get the feeling he's off yeah I think so I mean, I mean especially with the two big powers like yeah. Britain and France or, or Britain France and Germany, Germany yeah. Or, yeah Britain Germany or, yeah yeah and I think and you get all these other like, it goes on into the 1900s as well so yeah, like, yeah, yeah, secret, yeah. secret deals going on so apparently um, in 1902 the Italian said to the British uh, if the if the French take control of Morocco, can we have Libya? Um, which was by then, at that point, Ottoman control. And the British were like, yeah. And then in 1911, France got control of Morocco and Italy yeah. decided to land in Libya almost right away. Yeah. Um, and so it's just like all well, these like, shady deals going yeah, on all over yeah. the place. And, and then nobody stopped them. Presumably. Yeah, because it was basically like they, they, they had written the rules and then put themselves in charge of enforcing them. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, but it's just, yeah. that's basically just sums up the conference really. I mean, like, they set these ground rules but the ground rules didn't really mean it. Like, yeah. they, they just meant they were all things to all people. Like It was almost like they, they set the sort of licensed. ceiling of what your, your behaviour sh- should not go above. Yeah. So but, you can, but you can just do whatever you like. Yeah, yeah. You can invade another white person's territory. Yeah. <laughs> unless it's the Boers. Yeah. Unless it's the Boers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but you, you, anything else was up for grabs, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, maybe, in that case, maybe, maybe it's just you're not allowed to invade... Not, in, not allowed to... Yeah, you're not allowed to invade... You're allowed to inv- you're allowed to invade an African te- an African's territory, mm. Boers included. But yeah, Boers included. Yeah, and that's basically what it is. I'll probably cut that bit. But um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I mean that's I mean the, con- it's, the conference is, is a weird one, isn't it? Because I mean there's no there's no there's sort of, no I don't think there's any self reflection no. in the sense that this is actually a terrible thing to do. Bloody massive country. Yeah. I mean obviously these are you know um, these are sort of like the elites of society, so this mm. is kind of almost what they do on a daily basis anyway. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that kind of might have something to do with it. But, um, you know, because Bismarck, as a, for instance, as a Juncker class, mm. kind of like, you know, landlord, landowner, kind of estate, military kind of man, well, but partially, <laughs> yeah, mind. partially military man, at least in, the, yeah, in his mind, um, you yeah, know, would, would rule over peasants, or at least, in the, you know, back in the day would have ruled over mm. peasants, and, and this is like sort of, you know, this is just what they do, this is going yeah. and yeah. separate out their areas, and then that's that's, that's theirs, and, yeah. and they will protect whoever's there, or whatever. Yeah, it, it, I mean, yeah, I think, as you said, by the end of the 1800s, yeah. kind of the conference's um, impacts are there to be seen, really, because it's yeah. obviously the famous map that everyone knows of colonial Africa, basically yeah. with all the colours drawn on it. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, uh, is 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 flows from this conference because yeah. obviously, as we said, you know, fifty years before. I think the correct phrase is "map of color," but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> we have so much hate. Uh, yeah. Don't worry, I'll come out <laughs> um, yeah, before yeah, fifty odd years beforehand, yeah. we said they're kind of you've been to kind of clinging to the edges of the continent. Yes. After this, it's like the they've been thing. licensed to go in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like yeah. Grab as much as they can, as quickly as they can. Yeah. Uh, under like, any means possible, basically. I wonder whether if one if one or other country... Well, they wouldn't, though, would they? But if one or other of the countries had said, you know, actually, this is not... This is unacceptable. It's just not cricket. I mean, would, would anyone have done anything? I don't know. Probably not, because, you, again, you... you go, but it's you, not like anybody really... You can't really... So if, you, if you're a country like Britain, like, you would be then... You know, to do something, you'd probably be asking your, you know, your people to finance a war yeah. to fight in the European nation... Um, to stop them invading someone who they've probably been like conditioned to think of as lesser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at least, well, you say. I, I'm still not completely sold on the idea that. Yeah, you're probably right, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, not so much like, not yeah. so much as in sort of genetically lesser, just let 
less civilized. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But, no, no, I think yeah. I, quite, I mean it's 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 um. Yeah, I mean, for for the for the average for the average person, I guess they just brilliant doesn't even occur to them to even think of it. Mm, yeah. But I, I imagine if they came across them, they would be like, oh, you know, um, like these exotic beasts. Yeah. Almost. Which, like, in, in, in Pro Story, it was Stanley who, when he was trying to raise funds for expeditions, he brought back people from Africa. Yeah, yeah. Instead of, like, a little model village, I think, yeah, in, like, yeah. one of the parks in London, and people were like, oh, look at these creatures in the Cali live. They're not creatures, yeah. but they're clearly the Cali yeah, yeah. yeah. It's why he just had missionaries down to civilise them. Yeah. Obviously, with asking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, do you want well, to? Well, I suppose in some ways, missionary is, is less, less aggressive than sending uh, an army down there. Yeah, it is. It is, yeah, completely. But I think that's often how, they, how it began, really, isn't it? Missionaries went into the interior. Yeah, kind of like discovered what was there in some ways. Like yeah. Livingston was the explorers and the missionaries. Yeah, yeah. They, they were kind of like the the pathfinders, and then yeah. in the wake, the industrialists and the, the military men followed. Yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I was skeptical to say the industrialists followed, but the military. I mean, men industrialists were, was like the, a catch-all thing for capitalists. The gentlemen, resources. The gentlemen capitalists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. venture capitalists, adventure, adventure capitalists. capitalists. <laughs> Indeed, yeah, uh, um, I feel like we're kind of riffing slightly here. So we maybe are. we should. Uh, don't know. What, Final thoughts. I mean, I mean, it's just a, it is a tricky one because it's one of those things like it's it's so much more bureaucratic than the what would expect than the conferences yeah. that have gone before oh, it. See, yeah. that there's so there's not a huge class of personalities involved in it. Yeah. There's no Bismarck like and Israeli chumming up or anything. There's yeah. No, there's no like Talleyrand versus Metternich. Yeah. Type thing to hang it on. But it's just it's literally it's literally countries coming together and you know setting down some rules so they can lord it over other people. Yeah. Anyway, but it's but done in such a bureaucratic way that it's just kind of it's just it just doesn't really compute to a modern mind in that yeah, sense yeah, like because you yeah. just wouldn't do that now i mean like yeah to be able to say right well uh yeah I guess so, like, yeah. for a whole continent yeah i mean like yeah. you know the, yeah i don't know it's just i mean in some ways you probably would do that now wouldn't you but, um, but in some ways it is very modern because it's almost like this sort of sinister faceless bureaucracy which is yeah. deciding which bit goes where and uh how much is going to be allocated to this and What's jam? What's just yeah? What's uh, fruit? Coolie or whatever. Oh, coolie, yeah. Compote, yeah. <laughs> I think it's good. Marmalade or whatever. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just a. I feel like I probably should be able to have a better conclusion than this, but it's literally that. It's literally yeah. this is you know. Well, you, it didn't people solve, think it didn't, of colonialism. It didn't really solve anything, did it? No, it didn't really. Um, it, I guess it kind of kind of achieved what it set out to achieve, which was to establish. Yeah. A, it didn't. Uh, there was no grand European war because of yeah. colonialism. Yeah. And, they got the resources out of it. It, it, it is the conference. You know, if you think of African colonialism, you think of the scramble for Africa, yeah. whether you call it that or not. And this is where, you know, what what we think of African colonialism comes from, really, yes. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was colonialism, colonization beforehand, but not on such a grand scale as yeah, it flowed yeah. afterwards. And, and this rapidly. is what, yeah, exactly. And this is what licensed it and fired the like starting pistol. Yeah, it's like basically some people built a running track. Yeah, then all then. Got the scientists themselves, the fighter, and they all ran along the running track yeah. together. So I mean, like, yeah. it's like the Olympics being built, administered, and r- played by the same people, yeah. like literally <laughs> the same people, yeah. not even like the same athletes. But yeah, it's just yeah, pretty mad. It is mad. And then and obviously they all set the rules according to like their own their own, like, their own strength. Yeah. 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 yeah, It's like well, well I've I've trained for this thing, so let's have that in there. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 fine. Well, I've trained for the the hundred meters, and it's like mm. well, fine. Okay, we'll recommend hundred yeah. meters. Um, yeah, the Congo Free State. Oh well, okay. If you've got it, then that's fine. <laughs> you, it's all right. Yeah, base on the coast. Okay, okay that's fine. Yeah, we'll, we'll recognise that. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a Congo. So I guess it's quite I a guess sad story. To be honest, really, yeah, yeah, I think it is. I think it, it is, is a sad story because it's kind of like it's um, you know, uh, yeah, it's sort of it's just like it's white paternalistic. It's everything that yeah. you know today's society rails against. It is. It is. In a, in but a I think. I think. It, yeah. I think it would be a mistake to assume that this was done with the blessing of everybody. You know, no, I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying, if you know, people yeah. often think of, you know, Western countries being evil and yeah. lording over countries. Yeah. This is the example you want to pick out. Yeah. But no one ever does because no one really knows about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or knows, yeah. They just talk about oh, okay, but this is what you should be arguing about. Yeah. Because this is literally where they drew the rules for it. Yeah. And. And 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 still, I would still argue as well. But I don't think there's particularly any evidence that anyone really gained from it, other than in terms of yeah, militarily or or. Um, but the, yeah, the average work, the average kind of working person. Economically, yeah, exactly. average working person. Yeah. They, you know, measurably. Yeah. You know, yeah. Access to more goods potentially, but equally their purchasing yeah. power probably go up. 
fascinating. Yeah. Still fascinating. I think it's still fascinating. Topic, it is yeah. a fascinating topic, but it's just a very kind of amorphous one in many ways. <laughs> you sound so depressed. No, I just. I suppose it is slightly depressing. It isn't is it? depressing. Yeah. It's just sad. Um, yeah. But yeah. All these talented people with the money—that's what they can come up with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, it's it's pathetic, isn't yeah. it? Actually, in some ways, yeah. Um. So, with that slightly um, sombre, self-reflective. Well, self-reflective, reflective uh, tone uh, sort of to end the episode on. Where are we going next, Dan? Yeah, so next we're going for something completely different yes. because, you know, we both thought it's time for a change. We're going to talk about Annie Besant, who was a kind of... Rabble-rouser. Rabble-rouser. You could call her a champion of human freedom if you wanted to as well. Also kind of scum. Commie scum. Commie scum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Either way, she had a lot of interesting yeah. stuff. She's a journalist. Yes. Yeah. She was quite heavily involved in the Match Girl strike in London in mm. the 1880s. Um, she was also quite into Indian and Irish home rule. Mm -hmm. Prolific author as well. So a very interesting woman, uh, both of her time and also for our time, yeah. to talk about. And also I think something that will you know, be a bit different to the conference-focused yes. episodes we've had now. Yeah. And we hope will be quite interesting because we both find it quite interesting. Yeah, I think definitely. from what we've read so far, there's going to be quite some strong views on her, I think. Particularly <laughs> from the man opposite me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, excited to, I'm excited to find out more, actually, because... Mm. Um, and it's totally unrelated, but I remember you suggesting this quite early on in our discussions over Footnotes of History's agenda, so to yeah. speak. And I remember when I used to live in, I think it was around this, I can't remember the exact time when we started, but, well, a few years ago, but when I lived in West Brompton, ah, yes. there was a massive match factory, uh, it was one of those really old adverts that was painted onto the side of one of the buildings. Oh yeah, I like those ones. And I, think it's, I think it's gone now, but, oh. but it was there for a very long time. Um, and it just reminds me of that. But um, nice. yeah, so uh, I think it should be quite exciting. I think so, yeah. All um, the big topics. Indeed. And if you want to know, uh, well, and if you want to know exactly when that's going to come out, you have to join the email list. I know we keep banging on about this, but... It's important. It is really important. So, um, and also you can learn... Uh, learn, more, learn? What's the learn? Discover. What's the learn anything? <laughs> um, uh, we'll have a special Christmas gift for you at oh, Christmas yes. if you... Uh, uh, just before Christmas if you join the email list, so... Um, Keep an eye out for that. And an ear out. Indeed. Because otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Because of podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs>